Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good morning. It's a Friday, February 2nd, 2024. Hope your weekend is off, or almost weekend is off to a great start. We are about to leave the adventure of the seas and some 830 people who joined us on this marriage cruise the past week heading home and safely hopefully god willing we'll get to their destinations again safely and quickly without any any drama doesn't look like there's any major weather across the country so we all should be good god willing it's been a great week it's just really hard to leave because you make new friends on these on these trips and you're so filled with with joy and encouragement when you step off and it's really hard to leave the ship behind and especially the people behind. I do hope you'll think about joining us next year on the Good News Cruise, Good News Cruise 2025 and just check out goodnewscruise.com. I think probably uh one of my favorite parts of the journey and we mentioned this on the show yesterday. I think Joe brought this up with Rome Boys are in addition to all the great talks and the beautiful homilies and, and the wonderful meals and you know, the, the beautiful events that they have for us throughout the week and the, the obviously the gorgeous scenery here in the Caribbean, are just these chance encounters. Uh, Joe was talking about running into a man at the coffee bar before the day began, before one of the first talks, and the man came over to him and was asking him about you know this Catholic thing that all the people in this large group of 830 people were talking about. And telling Joe that he'd been watching him and the others all week, and then he just un, you know, um, just poured out his heart, just uh, went over and over and over again about how he needed help with his daughter and he was struggling. And it was great to see so many good dads and fathers who obviously had a love for their life in the Lord. And he made a connection there with that man. And then the experience I had with sitting next to Father Frankie Cicero from the Diocese of Phoenix, who found out uh, through his mom and didn't know this until this cruise that his father that abandoned the family but eventually came back to the Catholic Church and they had a healing and they came back together as father and son and it helped lead to him going into the seminary. To make a long story short, he did not know that his father came back to the church in part through this program and this very network, EWTN. So that was a real uh, wow and God for me. But this happens all the time. When you open yourself up on any type of retreat, it's not just the talks or the homilies that are going to move you, or as I said, the beauty. God is going to work in other ways, and God's going to bless you, and then you're going to end up blessing other people. It happens every single time. There are so many godsidences, as I like to say, and one of the lines that stuck out with me all week, and I just can't get it out of my head because it's so powerful, it was a line during the talk by Rachel and um, Jason Bullman, a wonderful young couple who speak all over the country about marriage. And Rachel said that if suffering is not transformed, it's transferred. Just think about that and how many of us know someone, maybe ourselves, and we've dealt, haven't dealt with a pain in our lives or a sin, and it's causing you know, strife and, and maybe pain in the lives of others. But think about the fallout of what happens when we don't confess our sins or when we don't address those issues in our lives that really need healing. So that stuck with me uh, for several days, including today. Overall, it was such a great week and, and just so encouraging to be with like-minded people. And you realize, and I hope you realize that too, just by listening to some of the interviews and some of the shows that we brought you, Dr. Ray and, and Catholic Connection and others, hoping that you realize that you are not alone. The world and you know who wants us to think that no one thinks like us. No one supports marriage between a man and a woman anymore. No one cares about family. It's all about me, myself, and I. But that's simply not true. And these types of gatherings are certainly proof of that. So, again, uh, just wrapping up the Good News Cruise 2024. And Sherry Brownrigg will be filling in for me on Monday. And then I'll be back live with you on Tuesday. So what do we have coming up in the show today? Well, very excited. This is a really unique college. And because we're wrapping up Catholic Schools Week, now I know when we're talking about Catholic Schools Week, we focus mainly on parochial education, grade school, high school, things like that. But this is such a unique story. And even the man that we're going to be interviewing, Jacob, Jacob Imam from the College of St. Joseph the Worker, what a testimony he has. But this particular college, you may have seen the article that featured the college, the school, and it's all about helping kids have a trade, young people have a trade, and not end up 
in a huge amount of debt when they graduate from college and giving them something they can also use uh, in their future as well. So Jacob Imam from the College of St. Joseph the Worker will join us during Catholic Schools Week. And then our wonderful friends from Ascension Press who do so much to evangelize to unique ways. And obviously they're very involved in the ministry of Father Michael Schmitz through Bible in a Year, Catechism in a Year, of course, Father Mike is uh, joining us now on EWTN Radio as well. We're going to hear from Lauren Joyce. Lauren is the public relations person for Ascension. And not only is she going to give us an idea of the variety of tools that they use and how they take advantage of so much in social media, but she also has some really cool ideas for Lent that will really help. And what was really fun to hear from Lauren, for example, if you signed up for the Ascension app before you got on the ship, this time on the Good News Cruise, they picked 40 people at random, you know, sent out, I guess they picked from their list, and they were able to have a private meet and greet with Father Mike on the ship. So I thought that was really nice. Those are kind of special events that happen all the time on, on these types of gatherings. So again, we have Jacob Imam, the College of St. Joseph the Worker, and Lauren Joyce from Ascension Press. I just want to encourage you that even if you couldn't do something like the Good News Cruise, that being that this is... You know, February, and we're marking Valentine's Day, obviously, in two weeks, and National Marriage Week, which will start actually next week. Think about doing something for your marriage. I know it's not easy for a lot of folks, whether they're trying to save money for their kids for college or just want to kind of be really good budget-wise to maybe hop on a cruise ship, but there are a lot of retreats. Check with your diocese. Check with your marriage encounter ministries locally and see if you can find something in your area that you can do with your spouse for an evening, maybe a weekend, or an afternoon. Super, super important to get together and spend time just with each other, away from the regular routine. Very important. And foryourmarriage.org is a wonderful link that is out there, a beautiful website from the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. And they have all kinds of ideas as well as information on how to really build up your marriage. So just a little suggestion for you this morning on a Friday. We have to do the news, so we'll give you that right now. Again, it is a Friday morning, February 2nd, 2024. And the reporting for the last time this year from a cruise ship, uh, we're on the Adventure of the Seas, and we'll walk off in about two hours after the show. And we look forward to uh, talking to you uh, again, as I mentioned, live on Tuesday morning. Let's get started with the news. Pope Francis has centered his Lenten message for 2024 on the book of Exodus, choosing through the desert God leads us to freedom as its main theme to encourage the faithful that the season is a journey from bondage to spiritual renewal and freedom. The Holy Father, as Catholic News Agency reports, framed his reflection on the departure of the Israelites from Egypt, a story that not only represents the journey from bondage to emancipation, but also of revelation and spiritual freedom. The Lenten season, according to the Pope, is a time that is characterized by personal struggle as we suffer, he says, from myriad temptations, but it's the recognition of this that calls us to pause in prayer in order to receive the word of God, to pause like the Samaritan in the presence of a wounded brother or sister. In this message, he highlights the three pillars of Lent, prayer, almsgiving, and fasting. Pope Francis, meanwhile, meeting with the Board of Trustees of Notre Dame University from the U.S. state of Indiana, and as Devin Watkins reports from the Vatican, invites Catholic educators to help students reach for their dreams through intellectually rigorous, faith-filled formation. This is the secret of education, that we think what we feel and do, that we feel what we think and do, and that we do what we feel and think. Pope Francis offered that summary of his vision of the mission of educators as he met Thursday in the Vatican with the President and Board of Trustees of the University of Notre Dame. As he spoke to the men and women responsible for the University of the Fighting Irish, the Pope reflected in depth on what he calls the three languages of education, the head, the heart, and the hands. These three elements of the human person, he said, form the core of Catholic education and its goal of assisting young people to arrive at maturity and completeness. He invited Notre Dame's educators to help students develop their head or mental faculties through deeper appreciation of both learning in general and the richness of the Catholic intellectual tradition. Turning to the heart, known as the seat of wisdom and faith in the Judeo-Christian tradition, Pope Francis said Catholic education should assist students to cultivate openness to the three transcendentals, the true, the good, and the beautiful. 
The Pope asked the Catholic educators of Notre Dame if they help young people dream, inviting them to respond in their own conscience. Reports say a man described as a pro-Hamas suicide bomber has stormed a U.S.-owned factory in Turkey and taken hostages. Local reports say the man stormed the factory owned by the Ohio-based cosmetic giant Procter & Gamble, located near Istanbul. Pictures appear to show the man wearing a vest strapped to his chest along with holding a gun. The U.S. is not at war with Iran, at least that's what Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin told reporters yesterday. We will call upon Iran to, uh, to quit supplying the Houthis with, uh, with these advanced conventional weapons that they've used <laughs> to attack ships in the, in the Red Sea. This comes after the latest attack on U.S. personnel by Iranian-backed militias turned deadly when three soldiers were killed at a base in Jordan. A report claims the U.S. preparing to carry out a series of strikes against Iranian facilities and personnel in Iraq and Syria in response. Meanwhile, Austin saying the Houthis are conducting irresponsible and illegal actions in the Red Sea by targeting shipping. U.S. Central Command overnight said it struck Houthi targets in Yemen that were readying attack drones. And Sarah Lee Kessler tells us the Centers for Disease Control is now warning of a syphilis resurgence nationwide with the highest number of cases since the year 1950. The CDC says more than 207,000 syphilis cases were reported in the U.S. in 2022, an 80% increase since 2018, which continues a decades-long trend. Blacks and Native Americans are the most impacted groups. A disproportionate number of cases are among men who have sex with men, but a quarter of the cases are now being diagnosed in women. Congenital syphilis passed along in utero to babies is also climbing. This, as a penicillin shortage, is forcing doctors to ration the drug, prioritizing women and newborns. A jury is learning about the contents of a journal belonging to the Oxford High School shooter, a Michigan Sheriff's Department investigator, reading portions of the journal to the court, although he admitted under questioning the parents of the shooter were likely not aware of the document. The shooter's mother, Jennifer Crumbly, is facing an involuntary manslaughter charge in that case, a murder case which occurred north of Detroit at Oxford High School. And Texas is getting more help in securing the southern border. The governor of South Dakota is the latest to pledge support. I am proud to support what Texas is doing to defend itself because I realize the consequences of what will happen if they don't. Governor Kristi Noem pointing to the surge of drugs crossing the border. She told the state legislator to consider sending Texas both security personnel and more razor wire. The U.S. Supreme Court recently ruling the federal government can remove the wire and other barriers. A convoy of protesters who are angry about the Biden administration's policy have made it to Texas, but not everybody is happy that they've arrived. They're going into what's already uh, a volatile situation with high tensions between state officials and federal officials and a lot of innocent people in the middle. Democratic State Senator Jose Menendez says that people cross the border all the time legally to shop or dine out. That's something he worries those out-of-state protesters don't understand. The so-called God's Army from across the country are planning a two-week-long protest to raise awareness about the crisis at the border. Senate Republicans are demanding that social media companies do more to stop the spread of explicit material. Texas Ted Cruz, the senator there, is outraged that Instagram is merely slapping a warning on pictures and child exploitation. You gave users two choices, get resources or see results anyway. Instead of a warning, he wants that wiped off the Internet. The head of Instagram and Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, told a hearing this week they're doing more than any other company to suspend accounts that trade in abusive content. And the presence of screens, meanwhile, in everyday life, as Aaron Riel tells us, puts people at a higher risk of eye problems, and it's also costing Americans billions of dollars a year as well. Almost 70% of people working office jobs spend upwards of seven hours a day watching screens. This is according to a new report by the Deloitte Economics Institute. Symptoms of excessive screen time are costing the U.S. $73 billion per year. Digital eye strain causes symptoms like neck and back pain, blurred vision and headaches. Regular visits to an eye doctor using eye drops and wearing appropriate glasses can help manage symptoms of excessive screen time. Folks could save as much as $1,900 per person by seeing an optometrist and managing their symptoms. Federal prosecutors and law enforcement are getting together to send a message to those who make violent threats. Law enforcement and my office will work together to investigate you, arrest you, and stop you from following through on your threat. 
U.S. Attorney Roger Hanberg joining law enforcement at the Tampa FBI office. He says world events are helping to drive an increase in menacing messages. Federal prosecutors in Central Florida say they have now prosecuted 27 suspected threat makers since 2022. And the House is passing a $78 billion tax package that includes an expanded child tax credit. On this vote, the yeas are 357, the nays are 70, two-thirds being in the affirmative. The rules are suspended. The bill is passed, and without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. It will now head to the Senate, although its path forward is unclear. While it has a bipartisan support, hurdles such as liberal Democrats who oppose the business tax breaks and some Republicans who have problems with the child tax credit policy. It does need 60 votes to pass a Democratic-led Senate. And finally, in our news segment on a Friday morning, AAA says roadside crashes are more common than people realize. AAA's Mark Jenkins says new research shows roadside workers like tow truck drivers are dying at a rate nearly four times higher than originally reported in national crash data. This is a much bigger problem than many people even realized in the start. The AAA study says 123 roadside workers died on the job between 2015 and 2021. Nearly 90% of the crashes taking place along interstates or other highways with higher speed limits. And while a majority happened at night, surprisingly, nearly 85% occurred in good weather. It is a Friday morning, February 2nd, 2024. More Catholic Connection coming your way. We'll be right back. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Not all sin is equal. Sins can, says the Catholic Catechism, be distinguished in gravity according to their objects, to the virtues they oppose or the commandments they violate. The root of sin lies within man's heart, Jesus declared. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, slander. These, said the Lord, are what defile a man. On the other hand, charity, the source of all good works, also resides in the heart. The gravest of sin, mortal sin, destroys charity in man's heart by a serious violation of God's law. Mortal sin requires three conditions, grave matter, full knowledge of that gravity, and complete consent of the will. Because mortal sin turns man away from God by preferring an inferior good to God, it should be brought to confession. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. When I heard other business owners say they finally found someone in the credit card industry they can trust, I wondered how he could help me. So when Mark from Schistler CPC offered to show me where all the money goes for credit card processing with a free analysis of my business, I jumped on it. He reviewed how the industry works, where we could save, and offered a no-contract guarantee on savings and excellent customer service. I'm saving thousands of dollars a year. Schistler CPC. Trust in them. More information available on the Ave Maria website under Sponsor Business Directory. Love catching up with all the great people who are helping pull this amazing Good News Cruise together. And one of the groups that's been so supportive is Ascension Press. And I have a special place in my heart for Ascension because they produced my very first book, Noise, back in 2007, which is still selling really well. And it's been updated at least once. And it's just been a real joy working with them. Great media team. So, Lauren, you're here as part of the Ascension team that's been uh, promoting a lot of your really great new... uh, You have so many great tools for people. Yes, I mean, it's our goal to have a tool for everyone, right? So we have a print Bible for people who like reading books. We have a digital Bible now on our app. We have a Bible podcast, right? We're always trying to find something new, a new way to get age-old truths into people's hands. Yeah, It's interesting because you've really evolved. You do do books still, but really your your primary, I think, mission in looking at your great website and all the interviews that we do on EW10 with Ascension is to use the media, use the media technology differently, right? Yes, absolutely. Our CEO will say, you know, if people are there, the gospel needs to be there. So right now, that's digital media. That's why are we on Instagram? Why are we on YouTube? Why are we on Facebook? 
the souls are there, they need the gospel, that's where we are. It's funny because we are a 25-year-old company, and so we have these younger interns joining us, and they say, oh, we saw your YouTube videos, we love Father Mike. They have no idea we have a books publishing department, right? They'll come on board, <laughs> and they'll be like, wait, you guys make books? And wow. we're like, we've been making books for 25 years. But So it's, it's just beautiful to see the different strata of resources, and you know, people find their niche. People are either books people, or they're podcast people, or the, somewhere in between, and we're happy to help them learn the gospel. So what's it like working with uh, Father Mike Schmitz? I mean, I know him. He's, he's a wonderful priest. But to work with him, to see his dedication to being open to spread the gospel in different ways, especially to young people. Yeah, I mean, what a gift, right? Um, obviously, I think the biggest example would be Bible in a Year, which launched in 2021. It's crazy. I think that was four years ago. Um, and I think it's just a gift when Father Mike pitched Bible in a Year to us in the spring of 2020. You know, we had kind of modest hopes for it. We hoped it would hit number one in religion, maybe on the podcasting charts. And, of course, it went on to hit number one in all categories two years in a row. And then his catechism in the year hit number one. So it's beautiful to see, you know, Father Michael have an idea. We'll try to shepherd it well. And then the Holy Spirit just, you know, shoots it to the moon. It's beautiful. So explain your role in all this. And, by the way, we're talking with the lovely Lauren Joyce from Ascension Press, who's joining us on this wonderful cruise, Adventure of the Seas, Good News Cruise 2024. What is your particular role in Ascension Press? Sure. So I'm the PR and external communications manager. So I like to say that it's my job to tell the good news and the story of the good news that we're telling, right? So it's just beautiful to see what Ascension's up to, what's new, all those different things. It's a delight to get to do that. My background's in theology, so it's a delight to get to bring that, you know, literacy in our faith to external communications. It's really a joy. So before we get into some of the wonderful uh, tools you're going to have for for Lent, uh, what's your thoughts? This is your first time on the Good News Cruise? It's beautiful. I had never been on a cruise. I had no idea what to expect. Um, And I'm from Philadelphia, so it's very cold right now. Yeah, and I'm from Detroit, so I feel your pain. The sunshine alone has been a gift, um, but it's just beautiful to be among fellow Catholics. We've met so many members of our Facebook groups, our Bible and Ear listeners, and it's just, you know, we on the digital media side, I'm sure you feel this too, Teresa, sometimes you can feel like, you know, you're sending these resources out. You're never quite sure where the Holy Spirit takes them. And so it's always a joy to get to meet the people of God who are saying, look, I listened to Bible in a year with my spouse. We did it over our morning Cheerios and hear the fruits in our marriage. Right. Or, you know, here's how the Holy Spirit helped me use this to really grow in my faith. I was speaking to someone last night and she said, you know, the Bible in years helped her just unfreeze a little bit when people challenge her faith. She's a very devout person. She really believes the faith. But when people would say, hey, why do Catholics think this or believe that? She's like, I would freeze up. I didn't know what right. to say. And she says, well, step one, at least I freeze less now. I'm a little bit more able to kind of push through the conversation. But step two, I'm more confident to say, you know, I might not be able to explain this super well, but I know Father Mike has a video on that, right. and I will send you the link. And then she's able to follow up in that way. So you're getting a lot of good feedback then. Oh, the yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. So let's talk about Lent because it's right around the corner. It starts on Valentine's Day, right? I actually did an interview with the National Catholic Register on suggestions on how to celebrate Valentine's on Lent or before or after Valentine's Day. So that's coming up in the (laughs) register. But what kind of tools can we expect from Ascension this Lent? Absolutely. So we have our kind of Lenten classic. It's called the Ascension Lenten Companion. We've been working with Father Mark Toops for years now. Oh, I love him. He's like sixth year or something. He's an incredible priest. He works with priestly formation in the summer. So he has his role in his diocese down in Louisiana. And in the summers, he's actually forming seminarians and priests in the world of prayer. So one of I was a DRE before I worked at Ascension, and I remember saying to my friends, you know, like, the priests and the nuns, they have all of these spiritual resources, and no one ever tells the lady. You know, like, I think I had a master's degree before I was even like, wait, what is a spiritual director? How do I find one, right? And so at Ascension, some of our great passion is bringing these things that are just kind of the, the basics you'd be taught in a seminary or in a convent and saying, hey, lay people, you need this too. You also have the Holy right. Spirit in your life. You also need to be mentored in this. So Father Mark Toops is a beautiful, gifted coach in prayer, basically, and he'll walk you through the Gospels of Lent. Um, so concretely, if you want to do the Ascension Lenten Companion, um, it'll be for free in our Ascension app, the videos for each week, his, his video reflection each week. And then if you're a paid app subscriber, then you can actually get audio daily reflections from Father Toops. So Father Toops will walk you through Lent. So whether you do kind of the once a week, the free version, that'll be up on YouTube as well. It'll be on our website. That'll be easy to find. Or you kind of do the deeper dive. We also have people who love doing the written journals. So if you're someone who loves that written journal in the morning, we have the Ascension Lenten Companion. I know we're down to our last 10%. So really? Get in wow. there and get them. I think we sell them in ebook once the print ones are out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot to look forward to this Lent. And of course, you always have your YouTube videos and, yeah. and Father Mike. And How do you feel about Father Mike now uh, joining us on EWTN Radio? We are so excited. For anyone who doesn't know, the Bible in the Year is now on EWTN Radio. 
Um, so we're definitely thrilled. EWTN has how many trees? Like 300 partners? We are we are uh, pushing, I think we're over 400, That's moving amazing. toward the, the 500 market nuts. Yeah. yeah, so we're, you know, delighted to have the Bible in the year. Including Sirius. Exactly. And the Internet and everything else in the app. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Bible in the Year and Catechism in the Year, I know it's 10 Eastern is the default time, but right. your local station might move it around. So if is you want to every hear, day they're going to air it's, it? It's yeah. available mm-hmm. every day. It's up to that local affiliate to decide how they're right. going to fit it into their right. programming. But if you love Father Mike and you're not hearing it, call your local EWTN affiliate because right. they have that Oh, you could tell your NPR. <laughs> <laughs> like, call your local people. Tell them what you want. Well, it was great meeting you and tell everybody back in Philly. I, I'm actually coming to Philadelphia at the oh, end of the month. I'm going to be doing a pro-life talk for oh, the local. Yeah, uh, gosh, I forget the location, but it's a very large regional Melbourne pro-life Trio, group. I, no, not Melvin. It's someplace else. I can't remember, but I'm really looking forward to it because I have lots of friends there being originally from the East Coast. Lauren, so nice to meet you. Delight, Teresa. Delight, and the website delight. for Ascension? www.ascensionpress.com. All right. Lauren Joyce from Ascension is here with us. We're actually in the Crown Lounge looking over the ocean. This is our last day, and we're in port at Coca. Okay, and everybody's getting off the ship uh, tomorrow on Friday, which is actually today because you folks at home are hearing this today on Friday, February 2nd. We'll be right back. EWTN, EWTN.com. This program co-produced by Ave Maria Radio and EWTN, also AveMariaRadio.net. And please check out all of our great pro-life resources. We have so much to offer you. We have a weekly show, Pro-Life Weekly, with the lovely Prudus Robinson every week. And that's what our next guest is about, providing resources for those in prison. Carrie Johnston with Colbin Prison Ministries and Ascension's Donation of Bible Studies. Well, good to talk to you again. So tell me about Colby Prison Ministries and how did you get involved? Oh, certainly. Uh, Colby Prison Ministries is a Catholic lay organization of men and women uh, who volunteer to serve the incarcerated with three-day retreats. And we also do follow-up education, uh, including RCIA and Bible studies. We've been doing this since 2009, uh, where we brought... uh, uh, hundreds of retreats, actually, into the prisons and serving more than 60 incarceration facilities across several states. And we're also recognized as being fully Catholic by the USCCB uh, by being listed in the official Catholic directory. That's kind of it in a nutshell of, of who we are. You know, in terms of uh, how we serve, we serve with the retreats to, to get the, uh, the inmates uh, on fire, and, and they, they certainly do. But we have to follow that up. And, and in order to uh, keep that flame alive, we have to do uh, additional, uh, you know, follow-up with them with uh, continuing education and formation, and that's where Ascension Press has really uh, come to uh, help us. A uh, great supporter and uh, helped in, in uh, continuing to keep that flame alive. Yeah, super important. Do you find, I have a number of questions for you that are popping into my head, but do you find that it's, it's more difficult in the prisons because most, uh, most prison ministries are often associated with, not that that's bad, but with evangelical ministries versus a Catholic ministry? Absolutely. Uh, the, uh, the founders of cold prison ministries uh, were originally involved with the uh, interdenominational mm-hmm. prison ministry, and, and uh, unfortunately, they have to really keep it very vanilla uh, since it's interdenominational. And so any of the Catholic uh, teachings and, uh, and uh, approaches that you might want to have in prison were not available to the prisoners at that time. And so uh, in 2009, uh, the, uh, the group decided to bring Catholic teachings, Catholic retreats into the prisons, and uh, it has just grown uh, almost exponentially since then. But it, it's just important to, to really uh, showcase and, and pass along the, the Catholic faith to the, uh, to the inmates, which uh, had not gotten, uh, had an opportunity, rather, uh, to learn and to experience the, the Catholic faith while inside the walls. So how is this ministry associated with Maximilian Colby? Obviously the name. How did that come about? Yeah, well, Maximilian Colby, St. Maximilian, right. is the, the patron. Of prisoners, as mm-hmm. you probably know, and right. uh, that was the, really the, the, the germ of the idea that uh, originally, when uh, the retreats were uh, offered, they were offered uh, under the name of Prison Acts, which is Acts Retreats uh, out of San Antonio. 
And over time, it became very clear that they needed to change that to uh, something else because you just can't do the same things in prison due to security and other things. Mm-hmm. So in 2015, uh, the name Colby Prison Ministries was was uh, uh, assumed uh, and formed uh, legally and, uh, and went forward. But, but having uh, St. Maximilian Colby as the... A patron saint is, uh, and knowing something about him, the kind of person that he was, what he stood for, uh, what he he did in in, in promoting Our Lady, uh, we're just pleased to to have him again as our our patron saint for this ministry. Now, I know Colby Ministries considers this to be a pro-life ministry as well. How can this be seen as pro-life prison ministry? You know, that's interesting. Uh, you know, like we, we were talking earlier, I've been involved in pro-life uh, for I was on a on a, a board, crisis pregnancy board, for about 10 years, um, and, and very active in that and have moved away from San Antonio, so I'm not involved in that uh, same ministry. But it, it's interesting. You wouldn't think about it at first, but, you know, for the pro-life ministry, for the unborn, you know, so many people consider the unborn to be worthless, you know, to be without rights, uh, to not even be human, which, mm-hmm. which is really sad, as, as we all know. But you think about it, and those same characteristics and descriptions apply to uh, inmates. You know, they're considered by many to be worthless, without rights, and, and not even human. Uh, the, the babies, you look at uh, uh, you, to kill them. The, the prisoners, you lock up the lock them up, throw away the key. And, and so, um, you know, and they're both uh, vulnerable human beings. You know, the unborn certainly, and you might not think of the inmates as being vulnerable, but they are certainly broken and hurting, and many without hope. And, you know, those of us that have been close to them realize that, you know, they are broken people, uh, and they hide it very well. You know, they have to when you're inside prison. But but there really are parallels that uh, you don't think about uh, until you get involved in both, which, which I have been. We're talking with Carrie Johnston with Colby Prison Ministries. It's a lay Catholic organization, as you've heard of men and women, volunteering to service the incarcerated with three-day retreats and follow-up education, including but not limited to RCIA and Bible studies. And since 2009, KPM has brought many hundreds of retreats into prison, serving over 60 facilities across the country. Now, in terms of the numbers of uh, Ascension Bible materials, Bible studies, how, how large is that now? Carry in terms of the donations. Uh, you know, yeah, we have uh, we received a, a gift a donation of nearly ninety four hundred uh, Bible timeline workbooks. Wow! Just, uh, I know. You, you try to imagine how many that is. Uh, it, it's mind boggling, and just such a great generous donation to us for use within the prisons. And so we uh, we have taken those and we have distributed probably two thirds of those to various local uh, core teams, local uh, groups, leadership groups within dioceses and so on uh, for use in the prisons within their dioceses. And uh, we've had just tremendous success in in doing so. Uh, An example is in the North Houston area. Uh, We have uh, four prisons there. They have uh, or will soon have nearly 400 uh, men in those units involved in Bible studies using the Bible Timeline materials, um, over uh, uh, 10 uh, different Bible study groups, uh, and, and the story is the same in, in other areas where these are being used. Uh, we've gotten any number of uh, letters back from inmates that have indicated uh, how thankful they are to us, and especially to Ascension Press, for uh, the gift of those uh, um, resources for their Bible studies, and it's made a huge impact on them as Catholics within uh, prisons to be able to address questions from non-Catholics about their faith. And they weren't able to address them in the past, but they, they have the resources now to be able to address them uh, confidently. Well, God love you. What a unique story. This is great. And I'm curious to see how it continues to progress, especially with our friend Jeff and, and, and going back and doing even more. The website is colbyprisonministries.org. colbyprisonministries.org, named after, of course, the great Saint Maximilian Colby. And I'll tell you what, Carrie, thanks. It's great to talk to you again, and you're such a pro-life warrior in so many ways. And, again, not trying to put you on the spot, but I just really feel, and I know people need to experience it, but lots of folks won't be able to do that for maybe whatever, for whatever reason. So just think about it. That's all I'm asking as a sister in the Lord. I, I hate you. Planted a seed. That's, <laughs> and that's what, we plant seeds, and you planted a seed, so we'll think about it. 
Yes, well, thanks, and you're welcome to come on and let us know how this progresses. Thank you so much. Great to talk with you again, Carrie Johnson, Colby Prison Ministries. What a beautiful, beautiful ministry to talk about directly impacting the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. And thanks to our friends at Ascension for donating such a huge amount in Bible study materials for this beautiful prison ministry. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Don't forget, find us both online, as we always say, AveMariaRadio.net and EWTN.com. And we're all about good, solid Catholic education. The reason we have Jacob Imam on with us, he is the founder, VP of Finance at the College of St. Joseph the Worker. The website is CollegeofStJoseph.com. So let's talk about Catholic education. First of all, Jacob, tell us, and thanks for joining us, tell us about the school itself. You're located in the Steubenville area, correct? We are. We're in the dilapidated downtown of Steubenville, Ohio, which is very dear to our hearts. Um, We have a number of buildings um, assorted closely connected to one another because we both um, teach our students the Catholic intellectual tradition so that they can earn their BA degrees in Catholic studies, and also in the skilled trades like carpentry, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, um, in which you actually get paid to train to become a journeyman, so that offsets their tuition costs, and they won't have to graduate with crippling debt, as so often happens today. Yeah, yeah. Is that why the name St. Joseph the Worker? Absolutely. Okay, tell us a little bit about that. funny that we see in, in Christianity... God coming into the flesh in in a manner that the Greco-Roman world never would have expected. If you look at the ancient Greek world, you find that people like Aristotle uh, hated the trades and said the life of a tradesman was inimical to virtue. You find Greek city-states actually having laws on their books forbidding citizens from being tradesmen. Uh, the Romans weren't much better. Lizzie records for us that the Roman citizens weren't supposed to be tradesmen either. And so into this uh, Greco-Roman world, the Word became flesh and spent most of mm. the years of his life at a carpenter's bench. And this is just absolute political dynamite blowing up in the face of the ancient pagan social order. And today there's similar kind of disdain for blue-collar work. And I think a true conversion back to that, to to understanding the true dignity and the nobility of the traits, is actually by looking at uh, our Lord and uh, his his uh, foster father, St. Joseph. And so that's, yeah. that's why we, we picked them as our patrons. Well, you have such an amazing background. We're talking, by the way, with Jacob Imam, founder and vice president of finance of the College of St. Joseph the Worker in Steubenville. And the website is collegeofstjoseph.com. You were born into a Muslim family, but you converted to Catholicism, and your godfather was C.S. Lewis's personal secretary. What attracted you, first of all, to Christianity in the beginning? I was becoming more and more unconvinced that this world could have been created by the God of the Quran. Allah, you know, when, when, when looking at sin, Allah says, you better try harder, and there's nothing in the pages of the Quran to suggest that he would have been long-suffering and patient enough um, with us to have this, the heart of a father um, that, that suffers the, the, the waywardness of a child over and over and over again for, for thousands of years. And looking then over at Christianity, you find that something substantial was done um, for our sins, and you find that, that the love of God is truly that of a father. Um, that was a narrative that was very convincing to me, and particularly um, finding, uh, finding that I had an increasing amount of guilt for my sin. I thought, you know, Catholics know about guilt, and they know how to deal with it, too. I should probably mm-hmm. become one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, especially if you know any Italians or Irish. We're pretty good. We, I think we have that market cornered on. I always call yeah, it Italian Catholic right. guilt, right? Yeah. But I think it's fascinating because it, what you just described earlier in the beginning of the interview, Jacob, with the, the, the word Jesus working with his hands and so embracing what he actually hears God working with, with the earth that he created. But 
That is such a gift to be able to do that. And I think not only are the trade workers looked down upon, but I don't think enough people learn the beauty of working with their hands. Oh, I agree. I think that there are many reasons why we live in this age of anxiety, why depression is, is kind of skyrocketing. It's exponentially rising in this technological age. And I think there's, you know, there's, there's many reasons for that. But I think the trades, uh, of course, will not serving as a panacea, a, you know, cure-all, it does offer a way to fight against some of the causes of the anxiety that we see. I think, for instance, um, we live in a very transient society. Where mm-hmm. we grew up is not often where we live. The people that we grew up with, our friends and our family, are not the people that we're living around now. But you look at the trades, and the trades are almost move-proof, because you can't export the building of home. You can't export the building of buildings. They need to be constructed here. So it gives you a real rootedness, a stability of place. Also, I'd say that there are, our world is so technologically advanced that few of us really understand how things work, how the systems mm-hmm. and the structures that we depend on for our livelihood really function. And so rather than feeling like we are masters over them, it feels like almost we're slaves to them, that we just have right. to conform to their, to their structures. But in the trades, you begin to literally, actually physically understand how these things uh, work as well. And I'll just add, you know, in addition to kind of the financial benefits of, of the trades, which is, is really quite uh, enviable compared to um, giving up to your eyeballs in debt at college and then going and sitting behind a desk, you right. also have the great joy of, at the end of the day, seeing a tangible difference in the world as a result of your labor that day. Whereas so many of us are, you know, behind a computer screen, and that, you know, me amongst them, I'm, you know, I'm in finance, and so I'm typing it, you know, right. at a computer all day myself. Uh, the, this is there's a real joy of seeing that, you know, because of my sweat and my effort today, the world is actually different. And, and so I think that there's uh, many reasons to regain a vision of the trades, but the fight against anxiety is certainly one of them. Yeah, absolutely. What's fantastic about this is I'm looking at the different trades that you offer, carpentry, uh, HVAC, obviously, heating, ventilation, and cooling, and I know that because I'm married to a, for, a retired electrical engineer and a, an architect, oh, really? so I totally get that. And then plumbing, these are, and electrical also. These are basic things that even if they don't pursue these as trades, they can learn them, and that's going to be very helpful throughout their life. Oh, skills are always assets. They're never liabilities. And so when we're looking at, you know, just as you said, if our students end up going through the entire program and choosing a different career path, well, they're probably going to save tens of thousands of dollars throughout their lifetime fixing their own home rather than paying somebody else to be able to do that. Or even alternatively, think about all these skills that they get to share and gifts that they get to give, services that they can offer to friends and family. We're talking with Jacob Imam. He's the founder and VP of finance uh, for the College of St. Joseph the Worker, located not too far from us here in Michigan, where Ave Maria Radio is based down in the Steubenville area. So in terms of the programs, if someone wants to work a trade while they're in college to just to learn it and help pay the bills, they could also, though, Get a get a degree in, in in other areas, correct? If they wanted to, absolutely, they, they certainly could. So within the our model in particular, and why you wouldn't want to just scrap this together is that uh, the is really for two reasons: is that we don't need to ensure that your time is protected. If you're trying to become a journeyman at the same time as being a, a, a college graduate or, or mm-hmm. studying an undergraduate education. That's an extraordinary amount of work to put together. Usually it takes about four years to get your BA degree. It takes about four or five years to earn your journeyman status. So we're talking about eight or nine years. Mm-hmm. You're trying to do those simultaneously. It's, that's very tough. Now, within our model and within our organization, we've been able to suppress those eight or nine years into six years. So oh, it's wow. very rigorous. It's yeah. very fast. But it's also very organized, and it keeps... The, the students and their, their health and mental and, and physical, uh, you know, first and foremost. And so that's the way that we've designed it, the reasons why we've done that. 
Now, are, is this unique at uh, the College of St. Joseph the Worker? Are there other uh, Catholic schools doing the same thing of higher education? Currently, we are the only college like this. There are a number of uh, Catholic trade schools that are around the nation. I'm thinking in particular about Harmel Academy, just some phenomenal people there in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is a trade school. Ours is a trade college. We combine a full four-year degree um, with training in the trades. And while you mentioned that we have these different tracks in HVAC and carpentry, plumbing, electrical, the first year of our program is dedicated to a holistic study of the anatomy of a home, to really understand the logic of a building to understand how each part fits into the whole, the number of <laughs> the number of houses that I've been in where I've seen the HVAC tech cut right to the floor joist is really outstanding, and that is a pretty obvious problem that that people should not be making. Right. But what about all the finer details that are missed because a tradesman only knows his trade and not the others that um, relate to it intimately? within the construction of a, a building. That's what we want to overcome and why we put even more time into training our students than the average trade school. So you're obviously a, a very gifted person with an extensive background and, and study and unique experiences. Why uh, serve at, Saint, uh, at the, the College of St. Joseph the Worker, Imam? What was it that drew you here for work yourself? Well, I was completely uh, taken by this notion that Christianity truly changes the social order that we live in. That Christ doesn't just want, you know, our, our, uh, you know, our mornings on Sundays, and He doesn't just want us to, to pray the daily Mass or, or pray a daily rosary. He wants every single second of our day to reflect His glory. And that was when I discovered Catholic social teaching, it just, it just puts out a fire under me. I was wow. just so excited uh, to see that I didn't have to be Catholic just for an hour or two every day, but um, but my whole life had the potential of being Catholic um, for every moment. And so when we're looking at that as a phenomenon, that means that all the structures of our societies, all of our business models, they need to be significantly overturned and claimed in love for the gospel. And so this is why I didn't want to go and um, work at, a, at another uh, college, which you know I certainly had um, opportunity to do. I was really taken by the idea of what can we do to change the model of higher education, reclaim university education, which the Catholic Church founded in the beginning, so that we were doing better by our students, that we're setting them up to be free economically, free financially, free in spirit and soul, teaching them the sacred truths of our tradition in a way that that is so often passed over in higher education today. Um, That really, really inspired me. How long have you been in existence? So we have, we started to write the model about five years ago for the College of St. Joseph Mm -hmm. the Worker. And this year uh, was the first year that we started to put short-term classes together. So these are courses ranging from one week to one month, everything from introduction to home ownership to um, introduction to timber framing, you know, the archetypical uh-huh. form of carpentry, what Jesus and St. Joseph would have done. And so all these classes have a theology component. But this coming year, 2024, fall 2024, will be the first time that we have a full-time freshman class. Awesome. Well, this is really, this is very, I think, enlightening, and I think offers such a balance for students and, and so many practicalities of everyday life enrolled in, in what they'll learn elsewhere at the College of St. Joseph. Jacob, thank you so much. Jacob Mom has been our guest, founder and vice president of finance for the College of St. Joseph, the worker. The website for more information, collegeofstjoseph.com, collegeofstjoseph.com. When the need for senior care arises, home is where the heart is. Visiting Angels provides home care for mom or dad up to 24 hours per day, including personal care, meals, and light housework. You may select your professional caregiver with Visiting Angels. More information at visitingangels.com or at 877-374-LIVE. That's 877-374-LIVE. Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care.
Many of you are wearing those popular bracelets that read, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Since I've become more Christ-centered in my communication, I often think about, what would Jesus say? Like when someone is so obviously talking down to me and I want to call them out on it, I have to first ask, what would Jesus say? When my daughter is having one of her temper tantrums and I want to scream right back at her, I have to stop and ask, now what would Jesus say? When a rude clerk behind the counter refused to help me and I wanted to demand for her manager, I stopped and wondered, what would Jesus say? When I caught a colleague in a blatant lie, I wanted to say, you lying little jerk. But I didn't. I thought, what would Jesus say? Regardless of the moment that gets us off track and out of whack, no matter what Jesus would say, I am sure his words would always come from love. This has been a Christ Center Communication Message. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo. This week on Christ is the Answer, Father John wants to talk about being transformed. The Eucharist, it's the source and summit of our lives as Christians. We know it to be Jesus himself, but do we recognize what Jesus is doing through this precious gift for us? Join us this week as Father John shows us how through the Eucharist, Jesus transforms us to be more like him, and later in the week when he answers why there's so many different religions. Tune in for Christ is the Answer, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. If you have any questions about a program you heard today or maybe yesterday, or if you have a question about something we do here at Catholic Radio, just give us a little note at EWTN.com or AveMariaRadio.net. You can also find out some background information about the various programs. You can get updates on our radio and TV schedules. It's all there for you online. And remember, we are here to keep you connected to your Catholic faith. And as my dear, dear friend, and Catholic Radio colleague, Al Cresta always says, to help you remember to look at everything in our lives through the lenses of Scripture and the teachings of the Church. And remember what I always say, something I heard years ago, that our Catholic faith has to be everything to us. It has to come first. I'll never forget that. I heard a priest give a homily, and this was during one of the most contentious elections recently, and he said our Catholic faith shouldn't be a factor when we go into the voting booth, it should be the factor. Because, again, we have to look at everything through the lenses of Scripture and the teachings of our one holy Catholic and apostolic faith. Hope you enjoyed the program today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow on Catholic Connection. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E-MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.